Thank you, brother, for reading the text. The riches that might be in Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. That are in Jesus, right? These are riches that are in Jesus. And this one says, part six, we're going to look at to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That's the, um, this is the, 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 the new man, the one that is created in true righteousness, right? Holiness and righteousness. It, it can't sin. This is a part of your new nature. God's given to you. It's been birthed in you. It can't sin. Now, you know, we, we have to be honest here. We, there's a part of us that can. So see, that's why we minister one to another, right? To build each other up in our most holy faith. We can be strengthened with all might. Now, Colossians 1.11 kind of takes it a little step further, puts that all word in there. I like that. That's that, uh, because, we know, this is what we need. We need to be strengthened with all might. Means that whatever capacity Christ has given you, you want it to be full, right? You want it to be to it's at a full measure, because you know we're we all prophesy in part, and our knowledge is limited to what what's been opened up to our minds, open to our hearts, and to our. But see, to that measure, you can excel in Christ Jesus. There's anything holding us back in that measure, and and praise God, it is a full measure. I, I, what I'm saying is, is that is that the capacity you have, you didn't get it on your own. He gave it to you, and now He's exhorting you to be strengthened with all might. What, what does that mean? I thought He gave me it all to me already. It's that when you stay with Christ, you'll be built up in the most holy faith. See that this isn't something you can do on your own. I think we all know this. If you've ever tried to do it on your own, you'll find out you can't do it on your own. But but God, where is working in you? His work, His Holy Spirit is, is a helping, is comforting you. Now, in the world's economy, men labor and are paid wages, and they can save those wages up in a bank account, right? And then at some point in time, they can say, I quit. I got lots of money. I quit and go off and spend that money at their leisure, and they don't even have to be connected to the place where they made the wages, right? This is our earthly economy. That's possible. But see, in God's economy, that's not possible. See, we're, it is true, we're laying up treasures in heaven, right? They, we really are doing it. As you see some aspect of the nature of God, you see some truth, and, and the Holy Spirit opens it up to your understanding, and you can traffic in it, you're laying it up, right? You, you're not going to lose that. I mean, now your physical body, I have to just be honest with you, sometimes I can't remember the fullness of, of, you know, two years ago. I know they were great. And if I think about them again, you know, it'll be refreshed. But see, our physical bodies are perishing. But our eternal, see, this new man, he's renewed every day, right? Every, every day. So we're laying up these treasures. But even when we get to glory and we stand on the street of gold, right? And we're in fellowship with God in perfect harmony with him. We won't be able to access those treasures independent from Jesus. We won't. See, even there, we're going to be dependent on the one who brought us there. Now, he's going to give us, well, we're going to have treasures in heaven. And I'm assuming that we're going to have treasures in heaven so we can use them, right? I mean, what good would it be to just have a big bank account in heaven? So you can use it. You can traffic in it. 
I'm going to be added to by your treasures. As you expound some great insight about God that you saw and it was opened up to you, we're going to grow, keep growing together. The Apostle Paul is asking that God would grant us. It does have to be granted. You don't grow on your own. As you're with Christ, he grants you some increase. Why? So you can use it for his kingdom. You can, you can build up his saints by his spirit. Everything we do in these bodies requires strength. Now, you know, this, everyone knows this. Um, you know, if you're really sick, really sick, and you can't even get up and walk across the room and get a drink, you're glad that somebody comes and gets it for you and brings it to you. But what does that prove to you? That you don't have as much strength as sometimes we think. See, it, strength is always dependent on God. But see, it takes strength. And even if you could, you know, somebody did bring it to you, now you got to have strength to drink it, right? See, that's how frail we are. We could just in a moment's time lose strength. Well, the new man, see, he's, see, well, he's strong all the time. No, he's got to be built up. We're, yeah. we're strengthened with all might. Why? Because while we're here in our days of our flesh, it can be depleted. It can, your strength, you can get distracted. Peter will tell you, you get distracted. And all of a sudden, the thing that, that was captured your imagination, captured your attention, fades of course um, when that happened to Peter what, what happened he fell right he sunk take your eyes off of Jesus and, and you'll sink now in order for us to endure unto the end and I'll put it this way in order for us to keep the faith that's been given to you you got to be strengthened you got to be built up yeah. in the most holy faith this isn't automatic we're not sufficient in and of ourselves we require the glory of the Lord to be present, working in us, so that we can work the works of God. Now, what is the work of God? Jesus says, this is the work of God that you believe. Do you want to know the, one of the greatest works that you can ever do while you're here? Is believe, just trust in Christ Jesus. And that is a work that requires faith. It requires resources from heaven. We're not in heaven yet. Of course, you know, just to say that out loud is comforting. I'm really glad that this isn't heaven. I'm really glad. But see, we're not there yet. But when we get there, well, we won't be we won't be desiring another country then. See, now we're desiring of another country, a better country, where God is and Christ is and the holy angels reside. Well, we're on our way there, but we have to give all diligence. Press in and make our calling election sure. And, and if you do, you'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You'll be able to stand in the day of temptation and trial. The people of God must be firmly rooted on the foundation that God has laid in Christ Jesus. If, it, if that's not what's happening, well, then we're going to be removed. See, and, and it isn't like God says, I'm going to remove you. It's that you've removed yourself. As soon as you start planting out on, on, on bad soil, as soon as you get off the foundation, now you're investing in something that's going to perish. In other words, it's going to sap your resources. You only got so many resources. We all know that. You only got so many hours in a day. What the, what the apostles 
telling us here is that, is that don't divide your resources. Put them all, build on the foundation, which is Christ Jesus the Lord, right? And uh, that's being strong in his might. See, it isn't that you, 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 you trust in the Lord and then you personally, I'm so strong. It's that you, you're leading the way to your soul on Jesus. He's the one with all might. He's the one with all power. See, you've got a vessel. Right now, it's an, an earthen vessel. And it has a new man inside of this vessel. But um, this old, old vessel, it, it, it can be a distraction. We all know it. I know it. So God shined in our heart the light of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. Now, boy, does that sound good. He, he's, he's saying to you that if you'll just keep looking at the face of Jesus, you'll be made strong enough to make your way to him. <laughs> I like that. You know, um, remember, remember um, the Israelites, they had manna in the wilderness. Because it talks about in, in, in the glory, right? There's a presence of God that, has to, that, that, um, that we can walk in. We can walk in the presence of God, which another way to say it, under the tabernacle days, the Shekinah glory came down. What did Israel know? When it came down, it, it, they knew God's presence was there. See, that was a testimony. God's here. Remember in, in the days of the, when he gave the man in the wilderness, they went outside their tents in the morning before the sun came out. And the manna was all over. What, what did that teach you? What, did that, what was God showing them? Is that God will take care of you. See, there, there's a sense in which the very manna that they looked at was the glory of God, the manifestation of God loving them and supplying their need. Just like in Christ Jesus, if you'll walk in the Spirit, you'll have the manifestation of strength to overcome the trial. What does that mean? It means God is with you. Why is God with you? Because Christ is in you. Amen. The hope of glory. See, the manifestation is, is a reality. God sent his son. He took away sin. He ascended into heaven. But we can't see him with our eyes. But when you can overcome a trial, look back and say, that's because Jesus is in me. I can say no to sin because Jesus is in me. Ultimately, you could say because God chose me before the foundation of the world. But the point is, is that you're overcoming. See, what is that? That's the manifestation of his glory in you. No, it's not your glory. It's his glory. Jesus is the one that never sinned. And if he's in you, he'll teach you. He'll make your hands to war against sin. There's never a good time to take your eyes off of Jesus, right? See, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that, well, why did God do it like this? Why did God leave us in a container that is of the earth, earthy? Well, he did it for a very specific reason, didn't he? He's just not being mean to us. He's teaching us something. That the power's not of us, it's of him. Amen. Scripture says it like this. We have this treasure in earth and vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What would happen? What happened to Lucifer? He had all this power. He had all this authority. He was there in the garden. He, had, he was a cherub, one of the chief. 
What did he do? Well, he looked at himself and he thought, look how great I am. See, God's protecting us from that. He put the treasure, the treasure is Christ in you, the hope of glory, but he put it in this earthen vessel. Now, see, you can't, not with a, any man with a sound mind couldn't look at your own, your own works, independent from Christ, and say, I'm great. That's what an illusion that would be, right? But see, when you see, when you, when you see that you can overcome things that are much stronger than you are, as you walk in the Spirit and live for Christ, what will happen? You'll start to understand just how great Jesus is and just how much you need him. See, the people of God cannot be strengthened with all might, independent from the Holy Spirit. It can't happen. So, see, the Spirit, God has to send his Spirit into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, what happens? Well, Jesus responds to that. See, when you make an appeal to him based on your faith, Jesus responds to that. I believe that you are and that you're a rewarder of them that diligently seek after you. What happens? God responds, right? He gives you to believe. The people of God need to be strengthened, right? God's determined to enlighten their hearts when he gave them Jesus. See, Jesus, without Jesus... There is no light. Jesus is the light. Mary says, I'm the way, the truth, and the light, and the life. He's the light of the world, and as he's in you, you become a light. See, his life, when it's manifested, gives understanding. We can understand. Well, you know, this separates us from the beast, creation, right? Though animals, they don't understand I mean, they know find food, you know, they find food and then find some more food. If you can find some more food, but see, they don't understand. They don't have the knowledge of their creator. But see, man, man understands. God's given him the ability to be able to, to seek out and understand Jesus says, when the comforters come, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. I want all things he's talking about. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I, Jesus, have said unto you. Now he's talking to his apostles. And what did they do? They had the, on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, the Holy Spirit came down. And they says they spoke in new tongues. And, and what happened? They started understanding the words that Jesus said. And what did they do? They wrote it down. And we have their testimony right here. Why? That we might believe through their faith. Through their, see, they saw it clearly. They wrote it down. Now, when you walk with Christ, he'll open it up to you. See, there's a lot more here. You ever heard of a zip file? Takes a whole bunch of information and squeezes it right down into just like, you know, a 12 megabyte little file. You open it up and it's like 3,000 pages. This is really a whole, whole bunch of revelation. It's more than you could possibly imagine. And it's in zip file format, right? In order to open it up or access it, you're going to have to have faith. Yeah. As you look at it, you're like, whoa, that's a lot bigger than I thought it was. What happened? Your faith. You exercised your faith, and God said, let him see. And it opened up. 
And what does that do for you? That causes you to be filled with strength and might. And you press through the battle. What happens? You glorify Jesus. He's the one who gave you to see it. So you glorify Jesus. And then you, you see more about God. Now, as you exercise this faith, what, what happens? Those around you are benefited by your faith. You can be a light that shines in your own area. Why? Because the life of Jesus is in you. And where the life of Jesus is, you can't silence it. You can't darken it. You can't. Jesus is the light. We're called to do battle against an enemy that is so much more powerful than we are in the flesh. If we, if we tried to, to, to do battle with him, it would just be foolish. On our own, I mean. If it's in your own strength, say, I'm going to duke it out with the devil. Well, good luck with that. You're not going to win. He, he's an archangel, right? Well, not anymore. He said he's a fallen one. But still, he rules. He, he has territories that he's still ruling over in this world right now. Now, Jesus has destroyed him, and one of these days he's going to lock him up, right? He's going to throw him into the lake of fire. But for right now, he is our enemy. The, the scripture talks about him being the enemy of our soul. What does that mean? That means if he has his way about it, you will not end up in glory. He, he will overtake. He will destroy. That's what, what he does. So how do, we counter, how do we counteract that? Well, technically, Jesus is going to do it through you, right? He's going to strengthen you with might by his spirit in your inner man that Christ, now this is where the power is, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breath and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled, I want you to hear this, with all the fullness of God. So does that mean that you, you become Jesus? No, that isn't what that means. It means that Christ will be in you which he is the fullness of God, which means that there won't be a battle that you'll face that you won't be able to overcome. Not by faith, because Christ is in you. <laughs> We're called to do battle against the enemy, but because he strengthens us with might, we overcome, right? And so does the devil go home and say, boy, that guy was really strong. He knows it's Christ that's in you. In fact, that's why he's so interested in trying to take you down. He says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. So, so what good work can I be fruitful in? Now, if Christ is in me and he's leading me to the paths of righteousness for his namesake, I can, I can overcome and I can do all the good works that he, he, is, he was leading me to do. <clears throat> the saints of God will overcome the enemy. But they will overcome him by the blood of the lamb. Okay, and by the word of their testimony. That's actually in Revelation 12. This is, we don't overcome because we, he's, I'm so strong now. I'm so strong. I can just, it's the blood of the lamb. See, the fact that Jesus took away your sin has neutered the devil. Now think about this. What, what did the devil have? 
that he could use against Adam and Eve. They sinned, right? That's, that's what the devil shows up. They sinned. Well, he's probably figuring, that's just as my opinion. From what I understand of the, the devil, all he ever seen about God is his wrath. He just saw him when he fell. He saw wrath, right? Well, now look at this. The devil leads men to eat of the fruit that they were commanded not to eat of. And then he's waiting for God to show up. I know what's going to happen now. He's going to have to. He's going to destroy him. He's going to have to. It's almost like it's this situation that the devil thinks, I know what's going to happen. And then God shows up. And what does he do? He's merciful to him. How is that possible? Because this man, Christ Jesus, was going to show up on the scene and he was going to lay down his life and take away sin. And his blood was going to be able to reach all the way back to Adam and Eve and take away their sin. This is not something that anybody in heaven ever knew about until God revealed it. And so see what you are in heaven. You're a trophy of God's mercy and of his grace and of his long sufferingness. God's worked in you aspects of his nature that haven't been worked in any other creation. Man is a special trophy of God. Could he use man to show forth who he is? And in the ages to come, he's going to show his kindness towards us. His kindness. Why? Because look at what he's done. He's taken away our sins. We didn't deserve it. He wanted to do it. Well, I praise God for Jesus. There are doctrines that are contrary to the apostles' doctrines. But that isn't what we focus on. We focus on Jesus. You can, you can say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand against error. Well, you can only do that so long until your resources are depleted. You're going to have to see Jesus and stand for Jesus and live with Jesus and walk with Jesus. And when you do that, you're strong. Amen. You're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Who's creating all these false doctrines? The devil is why he wants to distract the church, take their minds off of Christ. We just got to vow together. We won't do that. We just won't do it. We're going to focus on Christ and what he's done. Peter made us aware He says, John says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Now, this goes, I was looking, go and look into the mirror and say, look, I'm trying you, spirit. I'm not talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to this human spirit. We've all got one living inside of us. And it wants to take us away. It wants to draw us away. And I can't help anybody else. Until this one's dealt with right here. You got to crucify this flesh just right here. And when you, he, we can't do it on our own. But see, as you, when you see Christ for who he is, he'll give you strength to say no to sin. And at that point in time, you'll realize Jesus is much more powerful than I ever imagined. He can take control of my body and I can, I can stop doing things that this old man loves to do. See, he puts him on a cross. Why? Because he's got to be crucified. Otherwise, he'll actually do the things. Anyway, we've got to try the spirits, whether they're of God. In other words, if I have an inclination to do something, now it may not be outright sin, 
But if I'm walking in the spirit, I'll say, what? where'd that come from? Well, it came from that old man. That's where it came from. Well, how did it expose itself? Well, we have an enemy and he's like picking through your history of Robert and saying, ah, here, this right here. He hadn't thought about this in a long time. Maybe we'll just throw this up. Just throw this up. What happens when he throws it up? If you're not on your guard, if you're not walking in the spirit, it'll be like a moment of distraction. Even if it's just, oh, yeah, I remember. Before you know it, sin has power. It has, delusion has power. So see, we've got to try the spirits, those around us and those that are inside of us, those that are trying their best to draw us away from Jesus, try them to see whether, is my desire really of God? Would God really approve of this if he showed up right now? When we do that, when we're serious about doing that, we'll find I need Jesus' strength in me. That's what I need. See, Jesus is the only one who never sinned. The only one. And so if his spirit lives in you, if he's, Christ is in you, and you listen to him, he'll lead you into the way you should go, and you will avoid a whole lot of sinning, which means you'll be able to see him more clearly. I'm going to end with these words from the Apostle Paul. 2 Thessalonians 2.15, he says, Therefore, brethren, which is a conclusion, stand fast and hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. See, the thing is, is that God's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Everything. It's in his son, and it's contained in this little bitty volume. And if we'll give ourselves to it, he has promised that he will lead us. He'll save us by the word of their testimony. This is when it becomes the word of your testimony, you'll have power. The devil just can't seem to crush this book, can he? The testimony is in it. Satan can't can't get it to go away. And as it's living in you, well, you'll be the better for it. And God will be glorified. And thank you, brethren.